Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Today, we are going to be reviewing the book, Every Heart a Doorway. It's a wayward children novel. The author's name is Seanan McGuire. The narrator is Cynthia Hopkins, and the publisher is Macmillan Audio. The audiobook release date is April 5th, 2016, and the duration is four hours and 44 minutes. That's a lot of fours. I know. I was, wor- I was worried if it was going to be six hours and 66 minutes. Ooh. Thank God the, the fours came. Mm. Demons. And the genre is contemporary, mythology, and folk tales, dark fantasy, and... Not today, Satan. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Take that stuff elsewhere. Yes. So for our summary, <laughs> which was taken from Amazon. Amazon. We have Eleanor West's Home for Wayward Children. No solicitations, no visitors, no quests. Children have always disappeared under the right conditions. Slipping, that sounds. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That sounds like. Kinda creepy. Wow. <laughs> Slipping through the shadows under a bed or at the back of a wardrobe, tumbling down rabbit holes and into old wells and emerging somewhere else. But magical lands have little need for used-up miracle children. Nancy tumbled once, but now she's back. The things she's experienced, they change a person. The children under Miss West's care understand all too well. And each of them is seeking a way back to their own fantasy world. But Nancy's arrival marks a change at the home. There's a darkness just around each corner. And when tragedy strikes, it's up to Nancy and her newfound schoolmates to get to the heart of things, no matter the cost. Dum, dum, dum. So what did you think about this book? This is a very, this is a very peculiar little book. Um, it really came out of nowhere and like punched me in the face. Yes. Like I was not expecting it. So when I... We came up with a new schedule for Audio Shelf Mm -hmm. of our releases. And so we're now going to be doing Mondays for reviews only. Reviews only, people. And we um, wanted to get on that schedule very quickly. Mm -hmm. So I asked Brad, hey, what are you listening to? And he said, every doorway a heart or whatever it's called. (laughs) Every heart a doorway. (laughs) Every heart a doorway. I had to do some Google searching to figure that first one out, but (laughs) I eventually found it. And uh, so I picked it up and started listening to it on like Wednesday, Oh, I think, is Mm -hmm. when you told me about it. And then we were like, okay, we have this new schedule. Let's do it. Yeah. And so now it's Friday and we're recording it. Yes. And so it was a quick read. It was very quick. Four hours goes by super quick, especially if it's an intense story like it was. Yeah. So this story reminded me of a mix between uh, Miss Peregrine's Peculiar Children, uh-huh. Home for Peculiar Children, and Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. It was like a mix. Yeah. And it kind of, like you said, it kind of smacked me in my face. Mm-hmm. The whole message of the story. Now, there was Negative Nancy. Who Nancy. What a, what a, what a little negative Nancy. So negative. But I get it, because like she was in this world where she was taken from, but it was a world that none of us were like, are you sure you want to be there? She yeah. was in the the lost halls of hell or whatever that was called. Death or something. Yes, yes. 
And so she wanted to be with her master, which was Satan. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. Mm. It was nuts. And then Eleanor, the housewoman, wanted to keep her there and make her kind of go back to reality with her parents. Yeah. But really allow her to have her own choice of where she wanted to go. Yes. I thought it was a very interesting concept and it was really well done because you have a lot of uh, like different characters Mm -hmm. in there. Like you had like Jack and Jill and stuff like that, where Jack was actually like Jacqueline. Jacqueline. And um, you you just you had a lot of like various fairy tale esque Mm -hmm. people like nursery rhyme type people. Yes. That have become legends. Mm hmm. But they're at this this home. Who? What was the best friend's name? What was her name? Um, Sumi. Yeah, Sumi. Sumi. Yeah. She was a little weird thing talking she about. She was so weird. She was talking about masturbating in front of her. Yeah. I was like, whoa, Sumi. I know. I was like, what the hell, Sumi? It was funny because because the character, she was like, well, I'm asexual. I don't, I'm not attracted to anyone. And then Sumi was like, okay, so does that mean I can masturbate in front of you? Yeah. Like, that was the first thing that popped in her mind. <laughs> it was like, girl, you're not going to, like, ask her, like, what is that like? Yes. It she was, was like, like, can I uh, diddle myself? Yes. I'm going to do it in the dark. <laughs> but you might hear things. You know, and she and and the way that uh, Shannon, like, wrote it, it was like she was asking her, like, some beautiful type of thing. Like, I wouldn't, I'm not going to do it, like, in front of you, like, while you're watching. But, like, you know, when... The, the twilight enters in and the <laughs> the critters are quiet. And I was like, girl, you're asking when it's dark and everyone's asleep. Exactly. <laughs> that was, it was, it was a really well-written book. Yes, very well. And I loved how there was also this character, this trans character. Mm-hmm. What was it? What was his name? Um, It was, it was, there was Sumi and Nancy, Jack and Jill. Oh, I keep. Was his, the name David keeps popping in my head, but it was not. It was David. a normal kind of. It was a. It was definitely like one of those normal names. It's like Tyler. No, I, it will come to me. But they had this trans character who kind of made Nancy double think about like her sexuality and said like, "Yeah, oh, I'm really attracted to this this boy." And I love how they handled that character. Yeah, and it, it wasn't because he was a trans character. It was because he was alluring and he was. Just someone that really caught Nancy's attention. Uh-huh. And he was like the popular guy at, yeah. at the school. Yeah. So it was, I really liked how they handled different situations. Yes. I like the writing style. Yeah. The writing was really cool. And Cynthia's narration was really, really well done. Yes. There wasn't like too many different characters that she had to make up a voice for. Mm-hmm. It was, um, Nancy and Sumi, it it was their mannerisms that changed for exactly. her in her narration. It wasn't like she had to make Sumi's voice like three octaves higher because she was very childlike or anything like that. It was just she had a different way of speaking. Yeah. And that kind of went with the writing a lot. And I, I liked that. Mm-hmm. You know, this. Oh, oh, my gosh. Cynthia Hopkins really reminded me of that actress. She was. Have you ever heard of Raising Hope? Yeah. That the girlfriend that like the the girl that was like strumming oh, the, the guitar singer, uh-huh. it reminded me of her voice every time she spoke, and I was just like, man, I can't get her head out of my out of my or her her face out of my head. I can't get her head out of my head. <laughs> Drive me crazy. Yes, but I I I too like Cynthia Hopkins' narration. I think it was kind of perfect for the setting, and it was just the story alone kind of allowed her to embrace all the characters. Yeah. Uh, very sufficiently. So I really appreciated 
uh, Cynthia's narration for this book. Yeah, I really liked it. And it was a good because we've never listened to Cynthia Hopkins no, at all. Like no. this is the first time we've heard of her. So mm-hmm. it was really a really good book. Yes. To have as our first one. Yeah. So Cynthia, congratulations. You have made audio shelves list of narrators we love. She's like, I don't care. The guy who's audio shelf. What is audio shelf? <laughs> I, you guys are stupid. <laughs> uh, and did you think throughout all the descriptions that you were getting a, a good picture of the setting and the location of the, where yeah. they were? Yeah, I would say like right from the the beginning, I had a good picture in my head of what was happening how the rooms were laid out, mm-hmm. um, like the colors of the rooms, like what was outside of the rooms. Like Sumi was in a tree yes. like the first time we saw her. Mm-hmm. And I could really like see that tree. Yeah. It was heartbreaking when the different characters were dying. I was like, uh, wait, no, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, drop, drop. Like all these people were dropping like flies. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's so sad. And of course, this is not a spoiler because you find out the characters start dying Mm -hmm. in the descriptions of the book. Like I was reading one description before I got the book Mm -hmm. from you just to see if like, oh, is this going to be a book that I like listening to? How long is it? Mm -hmm. Is it doable by Friday? Mm -hmm. Um, And there was one description that was like, oh, yeah, when the characters start dying. One by one. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I like how... (laughs) I definitely, it was definitely predictable of who killed the characters. The, the reveal wasn't that big of a twist uh-huh. to me, but it wasn't it wasn't the kind of book that needed a giant twist. Right. It was definitely the storytelling that pushed it to another, another level. Yeah. And when you find out who actually killed the characters, you're like, oh, I figured, but darn, I, I was wishing it wasn't. Right. Yeah. It's, it was definitely one of those types of books. Yeah, because I would definitely agree with the fact that the book itself was not really about this twist and this, the journey to find, like that mystery mm-hmm. of who done it. Yeah. It was a lot of world building of like these kids, this is what these kids have experienced and yeah. this is what they want to go back to and they hate being where they are now like back in the real world Mm -hmm. so it's it's really fascinating how the point of the book was like to have this twist in it but like that to me is not the story yeah it was more it's more focused on the symbolism of everything Mm -hmm. this idea of acceptance and where do kids go when they're not accepted yeah they're not like the normal type of, of person yeah and and i also liked how they they chose different types of wayward children yes it wasn't the normal oh this one's this one's gay or this one is a you know smart girl in a you know bad world i don't know it was it wasn't a cliche yeah there aren't many asexual characters Mm-mm. from i from from ya that i know of right yeah So that was really awesome to kind of get that perspective and also the trans perspective and then just the idea of this kind of little nymph yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who probably everyone was just like, oh, got to watch out for Sumi. She's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She'll take your clothes and yep. do something with them. Yeah. 
she made that decision real quick. Yeah. She was like, oh, you're not happy with these rainbow clothes? Let's Uh go to someone I know. Yeah. Which I cannot remember his freaking name. (laughs) The the funniest part about this book, which is is not funny, is just how they deal with this kind of like mental health aspect of Mm -hmm. like these kids have been through something traumatic. Yes. And what is this fantasy world? Is it a real fantasy world? Yes. Or is it their way of coping? Exactly. The very trauma informed mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Like there was a lot of talk about like just the idea of of there's kidnapping. The parents were like, "Well, you were kidnapped." And in in the beginning of the book, she Nancy's like, "No, I wasn't just kidnapped. Something yeah. else bigger happened to me mm-hmm. that was just something that you're not going to be able to understand. Yeah. And that idea of what these children have to deal with in terms of the trauma that they've experienced and how they come up, like you said, cope with that. Yeah. Very very powerful stuff. It was. It was really well done. And I would say that this should be a book that teens read Mm -hmm. in school. Definitely. Because it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. And it's way more interesting than like Catcher in the Rye. (laughs) And Cynthia Hopkins, she really grasped that feeling of torture and just emotional pain. Yeah. Oh, such a beautiful narration. It was really, really, really good. And the reason why, you know, this book kind of came up on my list was the sequel is coming out this this year in 2019. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I better read this. Yeah. And Charlene Harris, who is the author of the True Blood series and, and, um, you know, other the Lily Bard series that I like, she is actually on the title of the book or the cover of the book with a quote that said, now this is truth. Oh. Yeah. She Ooh. said, this is scary, but this is truth. Oh. And I really, I agree. Like this is how, this is trauma in children, yeah. in childhood yeah. at its best. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, How did you, like when you were listening to this, what did you think of, um, like Cynthia's um, like the technical stuff that we usually talk about. Mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. just went through all of this deep stuff and now it feels dumb to go back to like, how was the pausing? How was the pausing? But how was the pausing? The pausing was great. I really, uh, the, the chapters were really long. The beginning, the first couple of chapters were very, very long. And I know that's not Cynthia's fault. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I don't think it's anyone's fault, but it was just no, something I noticed that chapters one through seven were like so long. And right. then all of a sudden, chapters eight through eleven were real quick. Um, I re- so I appreciated Cynthia's pausing. I didn't really notice anything awkward, especially during um, just the, the normal reading between the chapters. There, mm-hmm. there wasn't anything that I was like, "Ugh, oh, oh, that was weird." <laughs> do you do that usually? In yes. a book? like, <laughs> Ugh, that transition sucked. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but none of that for me. Did you pause? I mean, did you pause it? Did you speed it up? I did not. Mm-hmm. I listened to one speed because I wanted to make sure I knew that this book was going to have a lot of kids. Right. A lot of children. And I didn't want to get them confused, especially if they're using gender neutral names. Yeah. Like Jack mm-hmm. short for Jacqueline. I didn't want to get any of them confused. Yeah. And so I said, this is four hour. This is a four hour book. I don't think I'm going to speed it up for, right. for that. I did speed it up. I took it to 1.5, mm-hmm. which is not really like that 
speedy, no. I feel, for us anymore. Because we usually take every book up to 1.5 now. Yes. And that's our normal. Norms. Um, And it was perfect. I could still get all of the different characters through her reading. Mm-hmm. And I could still kind of anticipate when the end of a chapter was going to be. Just mm-hmm. because it would... Cynthia has that voice where it's like, you start getting to the end of the chapter and concludes yeah. like you can hear the conclusion of that chapter in her voice mm-hmm. which is very weird to describe but it works and you did it yeah <laughs> i tried do you feel like the book was too long or no too short no i feel like it i feel like it's almost too short yeah which is the first time i think i've ever said that about a book i know i heard that the sequel's about completely different children yeah i read the description of that one i think it's jack and jill yeah. oh is it about jack yeah. and jill Oh, I think, which is crazy because of the ending. But oh, we're not going to go into that. Mm. Some things happen. Um, did you think it was too long? No, I thought it was a perfect kind of amount of book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I just hit myself with the popper. <laughs> um, but yeah, so four hours to me, it was. I knocked out in like I think two days. Just kind of you had as well, yeah. and. I think it was just a great, like a short commute ride. Yeah. A a book to listen to a short commute. Yeah. Like if you're just going to take like a little day trip to somewhere, Mm -hmm. pop this in and you're good. Yep. A day trip to hell. What other kind of day trip is there? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So how did you listen to this book? I listened through Overdrive. Mm -hmm. I actually downloaded the book um, from that app. And I listened to it on my commute. And then I also made brownies this week. So I listened to it while I was making the brownies. Wait, you made brownies and then you... Where are they? Oh, they're gone. I ate them. Twelve of them. In my stomach. You ate them all? All. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a brownie kind of week. <laughs> okay. I mean, I believe it. I think Eddie had two. <laughs> <laughs> two, like, small crumbs. Yeah. He had he had this, the end pieces. <laughs> oh, God. Those are the worst. I, I hate <sighs> them. I want the, the the middle, the juicy. Yes. The, the fudgy um, yes. brownie. How do you make all brownies middle brownies? I don't know. It's maybe, a science. Maybe you throw away the outside pieces. <laughs> Probably, but that seems wasteful. It is true. That is true. It's very wasteful. You give them to your partner. Yes. And then you make two batches and you have all the middle brownie. Yep, that's it. And then in turn, you hope that they don't murder you in your sleep, yep, like we, sue me with Nancy. Yes, and we should make, we should write a cookbook. We should. <laughs> we should write a cookbook of just how to make Betty Crocker brownies. Yes. <laughs> and eat them all to yourself. Oh, classic. Oh, man. So you made brownies mm-hmm. while you listened to this book. Yeah, so how did you listen to this book? Um, I listened to this when I was working out Mm -hmm. and I also listened to it, um, in the morning when I was getting everything set up for audio shelf today. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So it's a very, it's a good book to listen to when you're doing other things. Yeah. So even though it's a technically kind of a a technically, a technical kind of book, Mm -hmm. it is very easy to listen to while you're doing other things, which yeah. is nice, which is what I like about books. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm. So would you? I would kill for this to be a movie. 
just gonna I know you're gonna skip that question but I don't want to skip that question oh I would love for this to be a movie oh I forgot about that question well we haven't asked it in a while who would be casted (sighs) I want okay let's cast Eleanor oh god okay Eleanor would be like Helen Mirren oh I was thinking Jessica Lange they're like the same person basically oh that would be, that would be a good. Well, they like movie. switch out, like they do, like it takes two. Yes. kind of, kind of yes. thing, kind of scheme. <laughs> They're schemings. Oh, that would be good, and I would love if Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen like were kids again, and they could be Jack and Jill. Yeah, it would <laughs> be so. Kids. It would be so great <laughs> if they would actually do the thing that made them famous. Yes, <laughs> again, and then I don't know, maybe give gratitude yeah. to the people that love them. Maybe be grateful. Yeah. It'd be nice. I watched It Takes Two like two days ago. Yes, it's the best movie It's ever. on Netflix. Makes me want to eat Sloppy Joes so bad. Literally, that is the way that I eat Sloppy Joes yep. off of that. Like I would ask my mom every time I would watch it, can we eat Sloppy Joes? Yep. I, o- I only want Sloppy Joes when I watch that movie though. <laughs> and I yep. eat it. And then I want to throw it, to, uh, throw it at people. Mm-hmm. Have a big food fight. I asked Sean. I was like... Did you ever have food fights at camp? And he was like, God, no. No. The normal people did not have food fights. And I was like, yes, I'm throwing some food right now. I always, my high school experience was always tainted because we never had a food fight. Exactly. I expected a food fight. Mm-hmm. You know what else is taintful? What? Uh, where I are you going with this? I don't think the world recognizes how good of an actress Kirstie Alley is. I don't think the world deserves Kirstie Alley. No. I mean, no. Like, she made she's Steve so, Gutenberg she's, hot. She's okay? so, right. Right. Right? I was thinking of this while I was brushing my teeth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she made him so desirable. I was like, oh, my God, him in that white shirt yes. when he's, like, riding oh that horse. God. And I was like, Ew. it's Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he can get it he in that movie. He is not desirable, oh, but in It Takes Two, I am there. Yes. Oh I am my like, God. you know, when I was a little kid, I was like, be my dad. Yes. And now I'm like, be my dad. Be my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> be my daddy, Gutenberg. <laughs> Goots, get over. <laughs> but I love Kirstie Alley. Kirstie uh, Alley every, is the best. Why isn't she doing anything recently? Is it because the Scientology? I think it's because of Scientology and the political climate. Gosh. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Let's let's be real. She's she's sucked in. A wackadoo. Yep. But we still love I, her. I still love her, and I want her to come back. I want her to come back like Amanda Bynes. Yes, please come back like Amanda like, Bynes. Please. Oh my god, what if she did? Look who's talking again. <gasps> look that, who's talking. Number like seven. That's four. Is it four? four? Yeah, it was, it was. Look who's talking. Look who's talking now, and look who's talking too. With the dogs. Yes. No, I'm sorry. Look Who's Talking 2 is the first, second one. And then Look Who's Talking Now is the third. With the dogs. Yes. And then the fourth one should be called Look Who's Talking Again. You and this, like, break the habit with, yes. like, Sister Act. Sister like, Act 3, break the habit. Breaking the habit? Breaking the habit, you... yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, you just come up with trilogy names. I think it's because in the 90s, like, comedies in the 90s were were it. Like, they were they had the best names. Yeah. They had... The continuation of the story in the title. Yeah. Now it's just, you know, uh, this movie, Mike, Magic Mike 2 or Toy yes. Story 4. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, come on. It's like, come on, have a little bit of imagination. Yes. And it was like every Christie Alley movie had like yes. one of those like extra things. It was, mm-hmm. oh my God. Christie Alley literally makes every leading man the sexiest man in the universe. Ted Danson on Cheers. Ted Danson, John Travolta. John I mean, Travolta. he was he was pretty he was pretty desirable anyway. Yeah. But like you always want her to actually be with these people. You're yes. like, can you please marry Steve Gutenberg? Exactly. And it's like, what are she you talking ha- about right she, now? Exactly. She had the best chemistry. She literally Ugh. had chemistry with a paper bag. Oh my God. So about this book. <laughs> <laughs> This is why we skipped that question. <laughs> that is exactly why we skipped this question. Because we can't do it. Exactly. <gasps> Eleanor should be Christy Alley. Oh my God. Yes. There yes. we go. There we go. Yes. Sold. Mm-hmm. Yep. There we go. That's her comeback movie. That's her comeback. <laughs> comeback queen. Comeback queen. God. Uh, so would you shelf every heart a doorway? I would. I think I would shelf it as well. I 100% would shelf it and I am shelfing our imaginary made up movie. Yes. Did you know that this book actually had an alternative title? But every heart a doorway, every prayer a thought. I don't like that. I don't like it either. So they cut off the second part. Good. And, yeah. So I think, and, and I think they did that same thing with, like, they kept it, like, very poetic. Yeah. For the sequel. But it's some, like, poetic sentence. Yeah. Which is very similar to this. But I really like the cutting off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as you start getting into, like, using verbiage, like, prayer. Prayer. Then you kind of lop off a whole group of people who are just going to think, oh, this is a Jesus book. Yes. And that's what the editors were like. We got to cut this off. Yeah. It's fascinating. That was like a burp and a woohoo at the same time. (laughs) I was wondering what that was, but (laughs) I didn't want to pause to ask. Uh, So I, yeah, like we said, we're going to shelf this book. Yes. It's definitely a keeper. And I cannot wait to listen to the sequel. Yes, definitely. If you want to stay up to date, please follow us on Twitter at AudioshelfMe. Like us on Facebook at Audio Shelf. Follow us on Instagram at Audio Shelf underscore podcast. And you can find us on BookTube now. Uh, that one is Audio Shelf. You just type it into the YouTube search bar. And after like two or three videos of burly men building shelves, mm-hmm. you'll see our logo. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see Brad build a shelf and be burly. No. Which is never going to happen. <laughs> please check out our Instagram, which is accessible to those who have trouble seeing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And please, if you would like to support our show and help us grow in 2019 and forever into the future, you can find us on Patreon by Googling Audio Shelf Patreon or visiting our website and checking out the link below this episode. If you donate just a dollar, that helps us get new equipment, upgrade our studio, and just generally be better at talking into a microphone. Yes. It's surprising what a dollar can do. Exactly. We want to be better. Yes. But thank you for listening, even if you don't donate. We are giant fans of yours. Mm -hmm. And thank you for all the retweets and the follows Mm -hmm. and all the subscriptions. Mm -hmm. Which, speaking of subscriptions, please subscribe to us on anywhere that you listen to your podcast. We're on Spotify, Podknife, Podbean, iTunes, Pod, whatever. It's everywhere. And now YouTube. And now YouTube. Yes. And if you want to download two free books for the price of free, that is zero dollars, go to our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link to download that 30-day free trial. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to say bye, right? Now we're going to say bye. 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 
This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Mm. I cannot pronounce this author's name. <laughs> I think it's... Shan- like Sha- Shannon. Like Shannon. Shannon. That's what it Shannon? is. I think it's Shannon. Okay. It makes sense because there's a Sean and there's an Ann. Yes. Thank you so much. And we hope you have a great Audible. Monday. And what was that? Audible. Audible. <laughs> <laughs>